Welcome to Settlers of Catan Even, where we talk about conspiracy theories, current events, and whatever else pops into our minds. All month, we have been discussing some spooky topics, including vampires, Salem Witch Trials, and haunted and cursed movie sets. We're wrapping up the month with a special episode all about Halloween. I'm Katie, and I am joined today by Megan, Ben, CJ, and Jasmine. We have decided to not play Catan today so we can focus on our topic and have a more in-depth conversation about our favorite Halloween tradition. It's that time of year in my classroom where we're doing everything Halloween related. And so far, I haven't scared any kindergartners this year. I'm hoping that changes by the end of the month. No, but we did just go by 250 spiders. We did. Um Yes. Spider rings. Spider I was rings. like, uh, <laughs> 250 speed rays just hanging out in your house. Um, now we're going to do, uh, with Kinder and First, the week of Halloween, we're going to do a spider, like, poem song thing. And we were like, we should give them all a spider to play with. So it could either be really cute or really terrible because someone will, you know, like, eat their spider or something. I don't know. So we'll see. Someone's just going to eat that plastic spider. You know, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing that's happened this year. I had a really good day yesterday because we didn't really get that many support calls or I didn't get that many support calls. So I got to spend the whole day actually working on this new project with development. And it was great. And I'm like, can this just be my full time job instead of doing the support thing? You can hope. Cross your fingers. I started watching The Haunting of Bly Manor. Ooh, how is that? It's... It's good. I like it. It's creepy. And I'm just I'm digging the whole vibes of the show. I think I have like uh, one or two episodes left. Is it like super spooky or like manageable spooky? I personally didn't think it was spooky at all. Uh, for someone who doesn't really care for spooky, like it's manageable spooky. Scared at any point in time. I just I I think it's a good story. There's one jump scare in the whole series. Is it spookier or less spooky than American Horror Story? Less. less. And did you no. watch The Haunting of Hill House? Um, no. I did watch that one. It's by the same same guys, Haunting a Hill House, and it's the same cast, and they're doing an anthology thing like American Horror Story. I thought it was significantly less spooky than The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, yeah. Is it a Netflix? Is yeah, it Netflix, Netflix original. Yeah. And it's okay. kind of slow at first, but it is very gay. So I do recommend <laughs> because gay. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to watch that for the next two weeks before Halloween. Because then after Halloween, like we have to start focusing on Christmas. Spooky just stops. Yeah, spooky stops. <laughs> well, and this year it looks like we're going to have like a dozen Christmas Prince movies to watch. Um, so we're going to have to watch all <laughs> oh those. Oh my gosh. I'm kidding. There's only like four, but still. We're going to start watching those Christmas movies early this year. So Halloween is over November 1st and we are moving into the next season. What else happened this week? Anything? Boring week? Normal week? Mm, same old, same old. We all voted. We did. All five, of us. all five of us voted. Election day will be after this episode comes out. Oh, this week? Well, really Thursday. So I did this like weekly webinar series like at noon. And then at Thursday at like 1030, I got this itch to completely like move where my desks were in my office. And I did it in like 30 minutes, which I was really impressed with because then I was ready to like do the webinar. But that also means Katie has more view of the animals. So I bet there will be more like yelling at the animals now (laughs) in this. True. Good. Dobby was over here like maniacally licking the bed. Like Mm. his eyes were all big and you could see the whites of his eyes. And he was like, ah. I want to give a shout out to our current patrons, Cynthia, Kiara, and Brianna. Thank you guys for your support. Uh, We all really appreciate it. If you want to hear your name being said in a future show, go to patreon.com slash catantpod and become a member. Or you can also go to ko-fi.com slash catantpod and buy us a cup of coffee, which you know we thoroughly enjoy. And we didn't ask what everyone was drinking. <gasps> what is everyone drinking? I am drinking some Colombian Rose Starbucks coffee from my Keurig. It's absolutely delicious. It's perfectly splendid. I was thinking that, but I didn't say it. <laughs> but yes, perfectly splendid. What else is everyone drinking? I was drinking a French vanilla latte from Starbucks, but then I finished it and I refilled my cup with great value toasted coconut cake. <laughs> 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 Yummy. Ooh. Ooh. 
with great value does not come great flavor. CJ, what are you drinking? I am just drinking water. I'm boring right now. I had like a little bit of coffee before we started the recording, but I finished it. Megan, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Grande Pike Place. I'm very lame today. And that's it. I'm drinking a salted caramel mocha. But it's hot because it's kind of cool here today and it's rainy. Yeah. Well, it's like not really rainy. It's just kind of, I don't know. It's a little wet. It's very dark and like gray and very fall feeling. So I had to get a warm drink. So before we get started, I thought it would be fun if we all shared like our one favorite Halloween tradition that we've done. I don't know what y'all are doing this year. Things are different. But I will say that this year, my favorite Halloween thing is Halloween decorations because we've started going all out in our front yard and like putting out lights and what? What were those air quotes for? All out. Okay. There's lots of people that have gone more all out than us. Compared, like, okay, but compared, we're getting a little bit more every year. Like compared to last year, we have added another little light up dog thing. We've added orange lights on the bushes in front of the house. We've added a light in the front so you can see the witch that crashed in the tree. We added two little stakes that go in front of the tree and we added ghosts hanging from the same tree. So, but not I the twelve like, skeletons. No, skeleton. <laughs> my favorite thing are the Halloween decorations that we've put outside, and then also we've gone around, like driven around the neighborhood, looking at other people's Halloween decorations, like Christmas lights, but Halloween lights. Does anyone else have like a favorite Halloween tradition that you like to do or used to do? I like carving pumpkins. That's always fun. I've not mm-hmm. done it this year because I'm just like, man, that's so much work. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You came and carved with us one year. Yeah, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Last year, I came and carved with y'all. Apparently, we're the carving house. Well, CJ's Mm -hmm. never carved with us, but CJ's never wanted to carve pumpkins. Mm -hmm. Remember, I carved that cat face last year. I know. (laughs) It's cute. That's, like, my favorite thing. And then this year, I was thinking of just, like, having a full day of scary movie watching for Halloween and being chill. Sounds like a good plan. Mm -hmm. I'll put our picture of our house in. Yeah. Yes. This looks creepy. I love it. Oh, I like it. It's cute. We we still need more, but you know, it, we've already spent too much money on it this year because that stuff adds up. So eventually we'll be so tacky that no one will want to live by us because they will hate us. Who else wants to share their favorite Halloween tradition? I really liked last year where we handed out candy, but alas, it's COVID. So I don't know if that's going to happen again. Yeah, that was fun last year. Yeah, it was. And it was cold. I know. It was nice. I don't know if people are doing trick-or-treating this year. I don't know what's happening. They shouldn't, but there will inevitably I've be some... I've seen a few people post on like, Facebook that they are. Will. What I've seen a lot of people are planning to do is make, like, little goodie bags and set them up on a table at the end of their driveway and then, like, sit back and watch and be like, okay, take only one. That's what we talked about doing, if we're going to do it. We didn't have too many trick-or-treaters last year. I don't know. It's hard when you live in a cul-de-sac like that. Yeah, so we might do that. I think that's what my grandma's doing. It's like the little bags. Ooh, or we can get like those things that they use to like grab things off the floor <laughs> and just like hand out one piece of candy at a time to the people. You can get yeah, them kids. where they look like they've got like dinosaur heads on them. Yes. So you can get the T-Rex and fill its mouth with candy. And oh, yeah. All right. We have to do that. Socially distanced trick or treating, giving candy, giving. I saw someone yes. post on the Nextdoor app that they make a like a shoot type thing like a slide and they mm-hmm. have it coming out of their second story window and when the kid comes they stand up there at the window and they put the candy down the chute and it flies at the kid oh my god I'm like yeah I love that I would do that no if we had like a second story that's what we'd be doing this year we'll just do it from the roof we'll just oh, get okay. on the roof and do it from there all right you can do it from the roof that's cool my roof is pretty <laughs> steep so have fun just have 911 on speed dial oh god <laughs> anyway what else well I grew up Baptist, so we didn't do Halloween. We did fall festivals, and they often didn't fall on Halloween. I'm fairly certain I only went trick-or-treating once in my entire life. Really? Mm-hmm. Whoa. Halloween wasn't really a thing that I did growing up, but my mom likes to do costumes and stuff, so of course the fall festivals are supposed to take place in lieu of Halloween, so we always had little outfits and stuff, and it, that was cute and fun, but I never had like a traditional Halloween experience. So like as an adult, I like spooky things and I didn't when I was younger. So I don't know how to properly Halloween. 
because other than last year when I helped y'all pass out candy, I'm fairly certain my entire adult life I've worked on Halloween. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sounds right. I don't know how to Halloween, Aww. but I Hollywood. Maybe <laughs> after this episode, you'll be like, ah, yes, I know how to Halloween better now. AJ, do you have a favorite Halloween tradition? Not really. I have an unpopular opinion that I don't actually like Halloween. So. <gasps> Mm. You don't like Halloween? Growing up, like, trick-or-treating was exciting, but, I mean, that's because I was a kid getting candy. So, as I've gotten older, I've liked it less and less. Usually, I don't do anything Halloween night. I just, I do my normal daily routines. (laughs) I see. So, Kingdom Hearts... Or playing Zelda. video games. Video games, Netflix. I yeah. actually watched Netflix last night. If you're listening to us on YouTube in the comments, you should put your favorite Halloween tradition and or if you don't yeah. like Halloween. Or tweet at us if you're listening to this in a podcast. Tweet at us at Katantpod. We need to know for science. Yes. That's true. We need to know. It's a very scientific poll. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay. I thought that we would start with kind of the origins of Halloween and where it came from, because I think it's pretty cool. Drop some knowledge on us, Katie. Um, Halloween stems from a ancient Celtic festival called Samhain. And I have read this many times and I was like, that's not how you say this. But then I realized that the other language, like it's not english like this is not an english word so it's spelled s-a-m-h-a-i-n and everyone is like samhain or samhain but that's wrong it's Samhain because it's gaelic Ooh, yeah did you know that the fear of halloween is Samhainophobia? that would make sense this makes sense halloween supposedly stems from Samhain festival and that means summer's end and this is a pre-christianity thing So this was a pagan religious festival that originated from ancient Celtic spiritual traditions. And basically it was their time to welcome in the harvest and usher in the dark half of the year or what we know as daylight savings time. It was believed that the barriers between the physical and the spirit worlds would break down and there would be more chances of coming into contact with beings from the other world, like from hell. And this is how I exist. (laughs) <laughs> this is why you don't really like no, Halloween because it's, this is why it's your like origin it. story. <laughs> this is. is actually just the CJ origin story. Okay. Their festival would last for three days and three nights, and it would consist of things that we're going to talk about, but also of drinking alcohol in excess and a large feast. It's really important that you did those things. So it sounds very similar to Halloween oh, today. <laughs> well, I was going to say, that sounds like people's every weekend nowadays this was something specific to them apparently at this time it's like that halloween where the three of us went to rain oh my god i don't know why we thought that was a good idea terrible (laughs) idea that was like the first year that katie and i moved to austin i believe i think so and we thought it was a good idea to go downtown for halloween we got dressed up and everything (sighs) like we were we went kind of all out that halloween that's weird coming from me who doesn't really care for halloween it took us an hour to just park and like we lived like 10 15 minute drive from downtown we were in there for like 30 minutes and we left it was bad at most it was 30 minutes and like by the time we parked and got into like the first club we were already over it and it was so Mm -hmm. bad it was beyond the dance floor like you like once you got in it was like okay i can't move like, I can't even go to the bar to get a drink because I can't uh, move. That's terrible. It was terrible. I know. It was awful. I don't. We went, like, we went home and we watched We went home movie. and watched Hocus Pocus. <laughs> and then there we go. my friend Lara was with me and she and I went to a bar that was a couple blocks away that it was their last night in operation. They were going out of business. And she was dressed as Alice and I was the white rabbit. So it was pretty cute. It's cute. I don't remember what I dressed up as that year. I think you were Superman, CJ. I was Superman that year. You were a pirate because the next year you were an elf and I was Harry Potter. That's right. Because I had the elf ears. Jasmine, I have a picture of us, though, where you were Batman and I was Clark Kent changing into Superman. Yeah. From like college. (laughs) That's cute. Honestly, I think that's the last year I ever dressed up for Halloween. (laughs) That was my last year until last year. Because then I was a hockey player last year because we did a thing at work and I was part of the fun committee. Samhain was this this uh, festival and this was seen as the most significant of the four fire festivals held throughout the year. 
So they had four different festivals throughout the year. Um, and the ancient Celtic year was divided into two halves, light and dark. So daylight savings time and not daylight savings time, right? Um, and then the halves were divided again into two halves. So four. And then those were divided again based on the equinoxes and the solstices. So they had lots of little chunks to their year. Um, but Samhain took place at the midpoint. I don't like that between phrase, the- little chunks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Samhain took place at the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. This is also like right around harvest time, right? During this time, families would leave their hearths burning and they wouldn't put them out at night. They would leave them to burn out on their own while they went and gathered the harvest. And then once they did all their work and they gathered the harvest, they would join ancient Druid priests together and they would light a community fire. And then many times participants of the festival would take a flame home with them and like relight their hearths. And it's believed that participation in this festival was mandatory and failure to do so would result in punishment from the gods which would consist of illness or death they also were not allowed to use any weapons like during the festival and if you did you would also be put to death so they were like this is a serious time so there are a lot of like darker traditions um that are also associated with Samhain but it's really hard to find accurate information about it but Several sources said that they also um, did like human and animal sacrifices, but it's and that's just according to like some ancient texts. But I guess it's hard to really decipher what is accurate and what is not. Do you think it's possible that people weren't celebrating last year and one of the side effects was illness? (sighs) CJ, it's your fault because you didn't celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Now we know. Actually, no. Last year, I did go to a friend's house to celebrate Halloween, where, like, he handed out candy, but the rest of us in the house played a game, a board game. So, Jasmine, what did you do last year then? I was hanging out with my friend Pooja, and we were celebrating, and then afterwards, like, we just had dinner together, and then I went over to y'all's place, and we played card games. Who didn't really do Halloween-y things? Because... But Megan, Ben, and I, we passed out candy. So someone, I really feel like this is going to fall on CJ's shoulders because this is his origin story. (laughs) So So it might be my origin story, but I, I did go somewhere last year for Halloween and I brought my friend candy so that he could put it in his bowl. And then we just played board games while the children knocked on his door. Did you do that to like appease the no, gods? I haven't done that. But did we we do- did because we had pepperoni oh, pizza. Oh, that's true. We did. I had pepperoni pizza for dinner. Okay. So I haven't done that since like 500 BC. So I'm sorry. Like- so, so I'm still understanding that CJ's fault. So it's still C. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. CJ, you know, it just. It can't be my fault because I haven't done it since 500 BC. Well, you just. <laughs> like, so somebody clearly in the modern days isn't doing their job because I've retired. Well. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe we'll find out how to like, we'll, we'll figure out at the end how we can fix this whole situation. Cause I'm going to tell y'all how, what's something that we're going to have to do. And maybe it'll make everything better. This ancient like festival, it started in the, in the Celtic world, um, but it would continue on into the middle ages. And then that, at that point, Christians transformed the holiday into what we now know as Halloween. Um, and there was actually a revival of the original Samhain festival traditions in the 1980s due to popularity of Wicca. It's like modern witches. I don't know. It's a protected religion in the United States. So I don't really know anything about Wicca. Do y'all know anything about Wicca? I mean, I just know it's a religion and that it's practiced and that, yeah, it's yeah. protected. I don't know a ton. So I don't really know anything about Wicca. I'd be interested to read about it. I just, I just didn't. Okay, so Halloween is really based on this Celtic festival, right? Um, And there's like certain things that they did that we continue to do today that I think really stem from the festival as well. And one of them, one of the traditions would be costumes. So this wearing costumes on Halloween supposedly originated with the Samhain festival. And the people who are practicing believed that the spirits, there would be spirits and fairies, and they would be roaming the earth during this time. And participants would create offerings that were left outside of villages and and fields and whatnot for the spirits um, so they could come take 
there's whatever they wanted, I guess. And people thought that their ancestors would cross over into the other world during this time. So villagers would disguise themselves in costumes of animals and monsters so that the fairies and spirits would leave them alone and they would take the spirits of their ancestors and not them. So they had to disguise themselves and fear that they would be kidnapped and basically be taken to the other world. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what I do every day anyway. Because of their fear of being kidnapped, then they would they would dress up to kind of keep the fairies and the spirits away. So there's some popular Samhain monsters, and one of them is the Puka fairy. And I thought this was so cute because it's the Puka. <laughs> they were shapeshifters that could take the form of horses, goats, cats, dogs, or hares or bunnies. And they would occasionally take human form with animal-like characteristics, including noses and tails. They were cat girls. Yes. I have many of those that I teach every day. So they must be real. (laughs) Next time I see them, be like, you must be a puka. Puka fairies were said to bring both good and bad fortune to someone so they could help or hinder your farming community or whatever you're doing. And a story was that they would come out of the mountains. They, They thrived in the mountains. And so they would come out during the festival from the mountains and they would cause mischief. And they would often persuade children to come with them and they would never be seen again. So I just kept thinking hocus pocus the whole time. Like the witch, you know? That's creepy. Yeah, that does sound very hocus pocus. And it is thought that they may, that these puka fairies may have inspired the well-known boogeyman um, Mm. and even the Easter bunny. And did y'all know that the Easter bunny also like stems from... A pagan tradition. This has nothing to do with Halloween, but I read that and I was like, no. Um, I thought that was mentioned in the Bible yeah. on the third um, day. The yes. Easter Bunny said, it's time to wake up, Jesus. Uh, maybe I missed that chapter or that book. Huh. The next one of the Samhain monsters was Lady Gwen. And she was a headless woman who was dressed in all white, who would basically chase people around at night with her uh, black pig. And she would lure in susceptible wanderers and people were unsure of like what she was going to do to them. It really just depended on her mood. So like if you got on a good night, I guess she left you alone. And if not, like, bye, see you later. And then another one of their monsters was the Dolahan. The Dolahan, I hope I said that right. Or impish creatures or headless men on flame eyed horses who would be they would be carrying around their heads with them. Much like our headless horsemen that we are all familiar with now. Think about Crane. Yes. And mm-hmm. if you you saw them and they appeared, it was basically a death omen um, to anyone who laid their eyes upon them. You don't say. So, yeah. Sounds really familiar. People would dress up in their costumes and try to avoid these uh, monsters that would come get them. Speaking of costumes, like this would be a fun time to like if anyone had like a favorite costume that they have ever dressed up in that they wanted to share. I was Ash Ketchum and I had that Pikachu that I showed y'all, my really old one from the 90s. My mom was able to affix Velcro to him so he would sit on my shoulder. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> so I walked around with like the Pokemon hat because I had the like official one and my mom made the outfit. We put it together and then I had Pikachu. So I think I was Ash Ketchum a couple times for fall festivals. I've always wanted to be Ash, but I had never should. had because it's on the I have the hat now. It's on the what I want to well, do at some point. You need a Pikachu to put for your costume. I have like a six stuff Pikachu. <laughs> we actually have well, we Katie has one, a small one, and then we went to Build a Bear as like a date thing, and I have a Build a Bear Pikachu. My favorite Halloween costume was um, one year at when I worked at Six Flags, I got a group of friends to dress up as crayons with me and we won um, best group costume. What That's color cute. were you? That year at like our, I was the, um, <laughs> I was the orange crayon. <laughs> I love it. That's cute. I like I do I like doing group costumes. Yeah. So I mean it's nothing scary, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was cool because like we were having a like an employee party to like check out the the haunted houses and like their like spooky section of the park. And like almost nobody was gonna go. And so I convinced my friends, like, we'll dress up, we'll be really cute, like, you know, it'll be fun. 
that way we don't have to go by ourselves and then we ended up winning so yeah that was I think one of my favorite costumes AJ did you ever have a favorite costume when you did dress up I like the first one that pops into mind is like my red power ranger costume growing up I I was probably the most excited for that one and my adult life yeah I've dressed up a few times mostly because like work was doing like a Halloween costume contest. I, I really enjoyed like the first year I lived in Austin, like when work was doing it, like there was like good prizes for winning. So I kind of put a little more effort into it. And then after I switched jobs to where I am now, the Halloween costume contest wasn't like we did one, but it wasn't like, it was more for like bragging rights than anything. So like after the first year, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore because bragging rights don't pay your bills. <laughs> exactly. No, I guess in my adult life, I, I don't even really have a favorite costume. Like I've done Harry Potter and like Superman. Um, We were Will and Grace one year. Yeah, we were Will and Grace one that year. That was, was cute. A, that was cute. That was like our, like <laughs> probably our last year um, in San Marcos. I think so. Remember we had to go to Goodwill and I had to go find like. Yeah, we did have to find your to be... like Grace dress. Megan, do you want to share your favorite Halloween costume if you had one? I don't know if I actually, I mean, I was the Red Power Ranger one year, well, multiple years. Um, I don't know if I have any, like, standout favorites. Harry Potter was also a really good one that I went to a lot. I don't know. Well, apparently I'm the only one who's like, I have this long list of costumes because I have dressed up every single year. But you also have good costumes. Like, as a kid, yeah, I dressed up, like, every year, like, that I would go trick-or-treating, and I can't even remember, like every costume I ever had because I I didn't reuse costumes as a kid. I just can't remember. Like I know I was the Red Power Ranger and Spider-Man. Those are the only two costumes I can remember as a child. When I was like really, really, really super little, like a baby, I dressed up as Pocahontas one year and I looked I looked like a cute little kid. Yeah. <laughs> and I only know that because like we have a picture. <laughs> So let's hear Katie's list. So the ones that I have like pictures of that I was like when I was really cute when I was little until I turned into an adult. Um, I had this cute <laughs> little just one day turned into an adult. <laughs> I had this cute little bunny costume and I had like this like tutu and little it was so cute. And Aww. one year my brother and I were Raggedy Ann and Andy. Oh, my gosh. Basically, was that your mom's idea? Yeah, my mom put us on all these things. <laughs> Basically, every single costume I had as a child was because of my red hair. So like if there was something like that had someone that had red hair, like my mother dressed me up as that. Like one year I was Reba McIntyre, like I was a clown one oh year. Oh my god, like, did you have the massive Reba hair? I had big hair. I had the red boots. I had this little like cute, like western white dress thing like i we went all out for halloween every single year like that's amazing and then when i got like older and like middle school and even like high school like my best friends and i would always do like group like group costumes like one year we were the seven deadly sins and i was wrath that year with my red fiery hair and i wore all (laughs) black and red and was just angry all night um which is pretty typical for me so every day yeah it's like my life right now and then my friend Susanna and I, one year we dressed up as a television show. So we made like a box and it was a TV and we were inside the box and we were a television and a show. Like, yes, it's so stupid, awesome. but it was fun. And we went to our choir bowling, howling bowling party dressed up as a TV. So when we bowled, we had to bowl together and it was really hard because like we both have to be in the TV together. Does sound um, very difficult. It was. And then also like we always had like Halloween things for choir. And one year we dressed up as our choir directors and we like printed out masks of them and like walked into the bowling alley dressed as them with it's their faces on all. us. It was like, <laughs> no, but I don't know. I've always had fun Halloween costumes. And then like as an adult, I guess, well, I didn't dress up the last couple of years, but one year I was an elf. And that was fun. And I had like the elf ears and everything. I like that. I don't know. Nice. I've just always had costumes, but I think the best ones were when I was little and my mother was like, who has red hair? Let's make you that person this year. <laughs> so anyway, I was a cute awesome. little kid. And then I don't know what happened, but anyway. So the one about where you're the medium, 
like in, ho- in college. Oh yeah, that was a great one. That's okay. like my favorite one that you've told me ever. In college. Yes, remember this one? I remember mm-hmm. this one. Oh, it's that every year when I see the pictures <laughs> pop up on my memories, no. I crack up. In college, my friend was the that show Long Island Medium. Yeah, I was on TLC or something. And so my friend dressed up as the whatever her name was, the medium. Um, and she got like these awful nails in this wig. Oh, it was awful. It was great. And she was like, I need you to be my spirit because she was always like in the show, like she was always talking to ghosts and stuff. So I dressed up as a spirit. Um, so I I put on like some really awful white face makeup and like made myself pale, like even like more pale than I am now. And I looked creepy and basically we went to like this Halloween party and I would sneak behind every single person when they took a picture and I would just stand there looking creepy because I was a spirit. So I popped up in like every picture from that she party. did. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna see if so I can weird. find like one just so people who haven't seen it. Um, I, which I guess yes. would be Jasmine. Um and actually seeing that cost like that picture persuaded my my voice teacher, because we were in college, my voice teacher was like, that's so good. I need, he like made, I was singing a song for voice lessons one semester and it was like a lullaby and it was, or like a really sweet, I don't even remember what it was, but it was supposed to be like a really sweet song. And he was like, okay, you're going to dress up the same way and you're going to be the ghost girl that died at the river. And you're singing this song and you came back from like, the, I don't know, you're like a ghost being creepy. And I literally stood in my juries that you're singing this song as a freaking ghost, like looking creepy. And he was like, this is the best thing we've ever done. I'm like, no, it's not. And I did it for a recital and everything. Like it was, it was ridiculous. Found them. DJ found the pictures of me being a spirit. <laughs> yes. By the one of you, actually. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm dying. Let's see if this will paste in here. Ah, I was like in so many pictures that year. Oh, anyway, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a, she was basically in like every picture doing something like that. Like I saw someone take a picture. I went to the like far background would, and like, just stood there. Run across the room to get to the picture. The I love it. <laughs> anyway, so there is a story where Jack Lanons come from, and there's actually lots of stories. Like you can find lots of different stories, but this is just one. So this is my story that I read that I'm sharing. But if you know a different one, that's cool because there's lots of them. Okay, so Stingy Jack. This is a story about Stingy Jack, who was a drunk who wandered around town and was always up to no good. So um, we're going to just call him Satan. So basically, Satan heard of. Jack's bad behavior, how he was always like getting in trouble and stealing stuff and just being a jerk. So Satan found out and he's like, hmm, I wonder if this Jack is actually as bad as he really is. Let's go find out. So Satan went to Earth to go see and meet this Jack for himself. And he found Jack, who was drunk, of course, because that's what he did. He would drink himself to a blubbery mess. And once Satan came to Jack. He was like, oh, this is the end of me. Oh, no, I must be going to the other world. So Jack asked Satan if he could have a few more drinks before they left to go to hell. And so Satan was like, "Okay." so the two of them went to a bar and they drank until it was time to leave. And at this point, Jack asked Satan if he could turn into a coin so he could pay for the drinks then he would like take the money back, right? Because it would not be real money with Satan. And Satan was like, okay. So Satan turned into a coin. So Jack ended up just putting the coin into his pocket um, and didn't actually pay for their drinks. But also in his pocket was a crucifix, which captured Satan. So Jack told Satan at that point, he's like, I will let you go if you promise to leave me alone for 10 years. What kind of Pokemon Go nonsense is this? <laughs> <laughs> so Satan was like, okay. So Jack let Satan go out of the crucifix. And then 10 years later, Satan comes back and he finds Jack again. But this time Jack was like, I'm hungry. Before we go to hell, could you get me an apple from that tree? And so Satan was like, Okay, so Satan climbed the tree to go get the apple. And at the same time, Jack carved a cross into the tree, capturing Satan again. 
And then he said, okay, Satan, I'll let you go, but you have to promise to never come back and bother me or never take me to hell. So Satan was like, okay. So I know, right? Come on, Satan. So at some point, Jack actually dies, right? And he supposedly went to heaven and Upon entering heaven, he was denied and they were like, nah, you're not coming to heaven. You're a terrible person. So they sent him to hell. But then he was also denied in hell because Satan was like, I don't want you here. Like you captured me twice and you tricked me. So Satan said, nah, you're not coming to hell either. You are going to be stuck wandering earth for eternity. So Satan gave Jack a flame from hell and said he would have to roam the world with that flame to keep it safe. So Jack was back on earth now as a spirit with his flame and to keep it safe, he hollowed out a turnip and he put his flame from hell in the turnip, hence jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, yeah. Isn't that interesting? That is an interesting story. And it sounds like Satan is very gullible then. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's what it sounds like. like. easily bamboozled. I know. Like, come on, Satan. Like, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on... Like, come on. So... Anyway, so at Samhain, during the festival, villagers would be visited by ghosts and spirits, and they would try to keep them away. So ghosts were attracted to the living... So participants would carve out turnips and rutabagas and they would put flames in there. And so the spirits would think it was Jack. And then they wouldn't come bother them. So cute. Anyway. But when did it make the jump from turnip to pumpkin? Good question. Later also, on. Also, like how big are turnips? Because I thought they were like I thought they were tiny. Like yay, like this like like about the size of like a cat head. Like uh, you know, these are also turnips from centuries ago. So, like, who knows? Like, turnips could have been a lot larger. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, also, I you don't have so. to put, like, one of the giant stick candles in it. That's true. I mean, I would still imagine, like, a tea light size yeah. candle, not, like, a huge. So, and, like, I read several stories about this and stem from Samhain as well, like, from that far ago. But, like. Remember, this is pre-Christianity, so, like, we're using the term Satan and hell, but they had different terms at the time because it was pre-Christianity. But they still had, like, an underworld and, like, you know, they still have, like, Hades and different, you know, it's just we're using terms that we are familiar with. So, anyway, so that was the story about the jack-o'-lanterns, Stingy Jack. And I know Jasmine said this is like her favorite, one of her favorite traditions is carving jack-o'-lanterns. So I don't know if we're carving one this year, but we might. Well, we didn't get one from the pumpkin patch. So I feel like we'd have to go now to get one because ATB is probably going to run out soon if they haven't already. Okay. Well, like when we carved them with Jasmine one year, she just went and picked one up like on her way over to our house. Or our yeah, true. So <laughs> okay, but we st- also didn't carve right at Halloween. We had it out for like. A day. Two weeks, I think. No, we didn't. You can't leave pumpkins out that long. They'd Maybe rot. a week. It was like it wasn't a couple long. days. It okay. was like really close to Halloween. Yeah, Never mind. My like memory is just wrong. <laughs> Apparently, you're supposed to uh, cut it open from the bottom instead yeah. of the top. Yeah. I read that, but that's like, not how you know, anyone does it, it. No, I know. Yeah. Marion Webster says the connection of jack o' lanterns to a carved lit pumpkin is not clear. It is likely that immigrants brought the custom to America and finding turnips scarce used native pumpkins instead. However, that only explains the carving and illuminating of pumpkins. It does not shed light on how the term jack-o'-lantern began to be applied to the pumpkin. The argument might be made that immigrants drew a connection between the glow of the pumpkins to the ignis fautus back home, which is the will of the wisp or the light from Jack's lantern. But why wouldn't a similar connection have been made to the familiar hollowed out lit turnips earlier? So if Merriam Webster doesn't know, ain't nobody know. So I mean, yeah. And this is just like supposed <laughs> origins. I mean, we don't really know anything. We have two more sections. So the next one is trick or treating. This is also like a super common tradition here in the States, at least. So it's unknown where the phrase really came from, but they say that like the tradition that we know was firmly established in 1951 in the United States when trick-or-treating was first depicted in the Peanuts comic strip. So at that point, they were like, all right, trick-or-treating is a thing. It's in the Peanuts. Like, it's a thing. 
Yeah. Also, Disney created a cartoon called Trick or Treat with Donald Duck and his nephews and this at the same time. But a lot of people are like, no, the origins can really be traced all the way back to Fallon as well. So but the American trick or treating is, I guess, just it's all commercial, like it's all commercialized from the peanuts. Well, like everything is in America. Ancient Celtic tradition was putting out treats and food to placate spirits who roam the streets during the festival. And so that's what starts at. So. Yeah. So it started like back with Samhain. So participants would be dressed up in their costumes and then they would put out like food offerings and treats and things. And they were hoping that when they set out these these things, these treats and this food and these offerings, that the ghosts, which were really unwanted, would, you know, be distracted by all the food, Ben. Okay, so yeah, Samhain, they would put out like the food and the offerings and the treats or whatever for the ghosts to come take their, you know, stuff and leave them alone. And then there's also something called mumming, which stems from the Middle Ages. And people would dress up in costumes like ghost devils or other evil creatures. And they would go door to door singing or doing some other silly antic. And they would be given cakes in return. So there's mumming. And then there's also souling, which is early in the early Christian world when poor people would go visit wealthier families and they would be begging for these little cakes. They were called soul cakes. So they'd be given soul cakes in return for a promise to pray for the souls of the wealthy family and their ancestors. This was later taken on by children who would go door to door begging for food, money and ale, apparently, because they drank at the time, because why not? Would everyone just drink? I hope soul cakes are not the same as witch cakes. I hope not, but I also have included a recipe for soul cakes, and I think we should make them. As long as there's no pee-pee in them. I didn't see any pee-pee. These are like modern soul cakes. (laughs) Um, There is another, there's like a a bunch of different names for trick-or-treating. In Scotland, they also had something called guising, and young young people would dress up and go door-to-door asking for various offerings, but instead of praying for the families, they would just do like a little dance or song or something. They would consider a trick doing air quotes as a trick to get something in return for their joke or their tale or whatever they did. And then there's another one from England called Guy Fox Day. I think that's how you say it. And it stems from Guy Fox Night or Bonfire Night. And November 5th, 1606, Guy Fox was executed for his role in the Catholic-led plot to blow up England's parliament building and to remove King James I from the throne, which they obviously failed. So the original Guy Fox Day... The for Vendetta? Yeah. Yes, basically. Yeah, that's what it says. <laughs> um, so the original Guy Fox Day celebrated immediately after his death and people would light bonfires or bone fires to burn effigies and the symbolic bones of the Catholic Pope because we didn't like each other, even medieval ages. So, And then in the early 19th century, children bearing effigies of Fox would roam the street on November 5th asking for a penny for the guy. And then that was another remember, remember, trick or treat. The 5th of November. The 5th of November. Yeah, I was like, isn't that V for Vendetta? And yes, it is. So then how this came to America or the United States, some colonists celebrated Guy Fawkes Day in the colonies, but Irish immigration in the mid 1800s due to the potato famine helped to popularize the Halloween traditions even more. So in the early 1900s, Irish and Scottish immigrants brought back guising and souling, but soon their original like tricks, their, their cool little things that they would do would turn into pranks that we are more familiar with today on Halloween. Post-World War II and with the baby boom, candy companies capitalized on the rituals, and that's where we get our modern tradition. So supposedly today, Americans spend an estimated $2.6 billion wow. on candy for that's Halloween. That's disgusting. That is disgusting. And to quote your roundabout, so it was much. capitalism all along. I know. And now Halloween is the second largest commercial holiday in the States, because why not? It's the first. I'm Arbor Day. <laughs> I would think Christmas. Okay. I was going to say Christmas. Oh, I like Ben's answer more. I think that's <laughs> but better. But you know what? Arbor Day might be. <laughs> Did Ben say uh-huh. Arbor Day? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Christmas. It's Christmas. Good old Crimstas. Did y'all go trick-or-treating when you were little? Mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. yeah. We did. No. We trunk-or-treated. Um, I can't remember when I stopped, but yeah. I think I stopped going... 
in like middle school. About the same. Yeah. Same. At, at fall festivals, one of the things that they did were trunk or treats and people would have candy in the trunk of their car and you'd walk around and which somehow sounds say, worse so uh, people still than do just that, going though. up to someone's door like oh hey kid you want this candy from the trunk of my car from the trunk of my car why don't you come take a look in my but trunk a festival where there's a lot of people so maybe it's not that bad well yeah and it was like a daytime but still the idea of getting candy from someone's trunk sounds suspect I remember when I was a kid, like there were always a ton of people out trick or treating. Like mm-hmm. it was, I mean, yeah, no, the streets were. were always just it's like a big deal, full of kids. And like this year or like last year, we didn't have that. And like I know we're on a cul de sac, but like I expected to have more kids, but nothing stopped us from going down cul de sac. These kids today with their newfangled iPhones don't care about good old fashioned trick or treating. Care about trick or treating? They can just anymore. use Uber Eats or Grubhub to get it delivered <laughs> right to their front doors. <laughs> basically oh my God, maybe that's how i should trick or treat now i should just order a bunch of candy from like favor or doordash you could do it why not <laughs> if i was a doordash driver like on halloween i would knock on people's doors and yell trick or treat and then run away and they'd open it and they'd be like oh my turkey on rye <laughs> <laughs> that's great i like it very cute i like it too now i never got into like the pranks on halloween but I know other people. Same, I didn't either. I never understood that. And actually, like, I, I, I don't know, maybe it was just the area group, but I never even saw people pull pranks. Me either. I don't like pranks because I have anxiety. Yeah, the only pranks, like, pranks that I remember seeing was, like, sometimes, like, people would TP other people's houses, but, like, that was it. That's all I really remember. So um, one time we thought it was a really good idea to get a bag and put make a cat cut out like cat ears and put foil on the eyes so when a car shines their lights on it it looks like there's a cat in the street but it's just a bag and we thought it was a good idea my friends and I we did it at a sleepover one time we went and put it out in front of my my house and a car like had to slam on their brakes because they thought it was a cat and they realized it was a bag and they got real mad so then we went and got our bag and didn't do it again because we were scared so we didn't want to get anyone like get in trouble (laughs) oh Um, no but one time I did TP my choir director's house with the other choir officers in high school. And then we TP'd it and we rang his doorbell and then we hid behind the bushes. Then we're like, surprise, it's us. Okay, we'll pick it up now. So yeah, because we were good kids. So that was the, the most like prank that we would do. So anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I have one more thing that I uncovered while reading about Halloween, and I was like, oh my gosh, we have to do this. So it's called a dumb supper. Has anyone heard of this? No, but I am intrigued. That's what I have every night. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so there's this thing called a dumb supper, and it supposedly also originated during Samhain, and dumb refers to silence. So like before we were like words have changed meanings over time. And at the time, dumb was like silence, not just like you're stupid. So dumb refers to silence. So this is a meal in which participants would invite their dead ancestors to dinner. And basically like similar to like what we would consider like a seance, like inviting spirits and ghosts or whatever. But it was a dinner with food for the spirits. This was seen as a chance to catch up with your ancestors and to give them basically news from the year. And children would play games to entertain the spirits while the adults were, you know, or the living were talking to their dead ancestors. And it was common for families to leave soul cakes out for the spirits all night. And they would also leave their windows and doors open so spirits could come and go as they pleased and get snacks throughout the night. And this is also like it happened during the same time because remember, like Samhain was when they thought it was like the transition between the spirit world and the human world was like easier. to. The veil was the thinnest. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. So I looked up how to hold your own dumb supper and how to talk to your ancestors or I guess whoever else you invite to your supper. I guess invite anyone. Is this a Martha Stewart tutorial? Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) She should do this. Man, this would be great. Okay, so how to hold your own dumb supper. So it's it's best to still hold your supper on Samhain or Halloween, but you can do it any time throughout the year. But remember, Halloween is the best time to do it because we it's easier to get to the spirit world. So for your menu, you of course need soul cakes. And I have included recipes in the notes. So if you want to make soul cakes, 
please look down in the notes. Your menu should also include things like apples and fall vegetables and game if available. So whatever wild game you have in your area. So your table setting, you should have a black tablecloth, black dishes, black cutlery and black napkins. So everything black. It is hard sometimes to find everything black. So you may use some white things, but the predominant color needs to be black. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Just go on down to the party city. They have it all in black. It'll be fine. And every other color you need. They have it all there. It's fine. And they really need you to come because we're in an international helium shortage and they can't sell balloons, which is their number one seller. So go on down to the party city and buy your black cutlery. (laughs) Anyway. So your black table settings, your napkins, your cutlery, all your stuff is black or maybe a little bit of white, but mostly black. You also need to have candles and candles should be the only source of light. And of course, your candles (laughs) should also be black. I don't have any black candles. I'm hoping that we can go find some. I don't know where to find black candles. Hobby Lobby might have some. And then now you need to keep the head of your table empty and available for the spirits because that's where the spirits are going to sit. Okay, so leave that spot empty. I have a square table. Okay, well, spirits are magic. Yeah, what if the table's round? Well, get a different table. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. (laughs) Just have at least one spot available. At least one spot available that's considered your head of your table. Even if it's round, just be like, this is the head. I don't know, label it. Okay, so hosting duties. If you are hosting your dumb supper... You must keep everyone silent. By the time they enter the dining room, no one can speak. It has to be silent. Otherwise, we're screwed. I know. I was like, there's no way I could do this. Um, (laughs) Otherwise, you ruin the whole thing. Because you have the animals. Like, what are you going to do with them? They're going to make you yell. They're going to have to go away. Maybe we don't have the dumb supper at our house. Maybe we come have it in your apartment. You have a table that works. I was going to say, we can't even let Katie get through the dumb supper. Like, we can't do this. Okay, so hosting duties. You must keep everyone silent from the time they enter the dining room. This is a sacred place. You cannot let them speak. So you're supposed to serve your guests from oldest to youngest, including your spirits. So whatever spirits you're inviting, make sure that you serve them in your order. Okay, so I guess if we were holding a dumb supper, if I was the host, it would be CJ, Ben, Megan, Jasmine. At some point, we would put the spirit in there, whoever we were inviting. I'm thinking... Like we should invite someone from like I would invite like, I don't know, Frank Sinatra or someone. So I guess he would go first. Of um, all of the spirits. I don't know, y'all. Just let me be. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It I was going like to say Cher, cool but guy. she's still alive. She's still alive. Can I invite Abraham Lincoln, the vampire slayer? Ooh, Ooh, you know who would be really fun to have at our dumb supper would be Agron Poe. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Edgar Allan Poe is coming to our dumb supper. So I would Yay. serve him first. Okay. So each guest needs to bring a note with the things they want to tell or ask the spirit. So make sure you write down on a a, a note what you want to tell Edgar Allan Poe or what you want to ask him. And after everyone finishes their meal in silence, we're going to pull out our notes and then we have to take our note to the, there should be a candle lit in front of your spirit. And you're going to think about what's on your note, like make a wish and burn it in front of the spirit. Okay, And then once everyone has finished thinking about their notes and burning them, you will say a silent prayer and everyone basically needs to go say bye to the spirit and leave. That's ultimately what we do. I guess it depends on the spirit. And I guess if we were successfully quiet. Yeah. So like if we make any noise, then obviously I don't don't think that they would get answered because I think we would like scare the spirit away. Yeah, I don't think we'd be Um, able to. I I don't think that five of us would be very successful, but I think that maybe someone else could do this. But maybe not And if you do, tweet at us and let us know how it goes because, well, obviously we can't do it because we're just really bad at being quiet. I think Ben and I could do this. Well, and CJ because CJ never talks anyway. So I think... This is true. I could easily... Win this competition. I, I'm making it a competition, by the way. Now, I couldn't do this with everyone because I think that I'd be too distracted and I'd want to talk. But I think that, well, I don't know. I think that we should try it. I think we should do it. And I think we should make some soul cakes and everything because I've got the recipes. We might as well do it. They look pretty tasty. One of them has like lemon zest. I'm like, ooh, lemony soul cake. I don't know. I'm ready to try a dumb supper. I think it'd be fun. I feel like it would be fun too. I'm not sure that I'd be able to stay quiet though, so I feel like I'd ruin it. You for would, everyone. and then you're not invited. We then. wouldn't get to talk to 
Edgar Allan Poe and he wouldn't answer our questions. I don't even know what I would ask him. I want to know how he died Hmm. because that is like such a mystery. That's fair. Where did he get all his inspirations? Why was he such a creepy person? I don't know. Anyway. All right. So that's what I've got for Halloween. We talked about costumes and origins and jack-o'-lanterns and dumb suppers. So there's one thing that I want to throw in here because apparently my phone has been listening to our recording. According to KXAN, Texas's favorite Halloween candy is Starburst. Hmm. Ooh. I mean, I like Starburst. Which I find hard to believe. I mean, I find it hard to believe that that's our favorite candy, though. Yeah, but I do like Starburst. I mean, but, I do. You know, they're they're good. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite Halloween candy is no one else's favorite Halloween candy because I like Heath bars and no one else likes Heath bars. I like Heath bars. <laughs> so I'm not even sure that I've had one before. I think they're, they're fine. So I don't dislike them. Like I will eat them, whereas like Three Musketeers, I won't. You won't eat Three Musketeers. I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I think the it's like I think the filling is. Not good. I mean, it's like the last candy I would eat. It's not like not I would wouldn't go to that initially, but like. Well, actually, I could rephrase that to the last candy I would eat because I would probably eat a Milky, not a Milky Way, uh, Three Musketeers before I eat uh, Almond Joy. And that is specifically because I find the texture of shaved coconut. I just well, find almond joys to be disgusting. So I don't even know why. I just think of well, they bring me joy. So. Well, I'm glad they bring you joy. But Megan likes like the candy that you would get from like the old people on the street, like the old people on the street. Well, <gasps> do you she like candy? Do you corn. like like the um, circus peanuts? Oh yeah, those are awesome. I also like the peanut butter things, like the peanut butter wafer things that are black and white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, black and white striped yep. ones. Yeah. Uh, but I also like. Like the Tootsie Roll mix that you can go buy. That's like got that. like the different colors. Yeah. Those oh, are like yeah. the yeah, yeah. I like those too. Those my all-time good. favorite candy Snickers. So like if someone's handing out like fun size Snickers, like that's always a win. Yeah, but you also like Smarties. Smarties. Those are so good. No, no. no. Sweet tarts, not Smarties. No, Smarties not taste sweet like tarts. chalky. Sugar. No, Megan likes yeah. the Smarties. I can't. They're just. Well, I mean, bleh, I also you know. like sweet. I, I basically just love sugar. So whatever. But like I'll eat sweet tarts, obviously. But Smarties are where it's at. I remember when people used to like take smart because that's what we would get at school or Smarties because they're so cheap. And like kids would like crush them up and be like and sniff, sniff them. them. <laughs> Isn't that gross? And sniff them. I remember that. No, yeah. they would do lines of Smarties. Yeah. yeah and we all thought we were cool. I, I never did I mean, that. I never did it, but everyone thought they were cool that did it. Remember those small boxes? It was like a, a I guess it, I don't know what it was. It looked like a piece of the chalk. Candy cigarettes. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like it was a little yeah. stick like yeah. this. I remember getting candy cigarettes from fall festivals and there was specifically, they were Flintstones. <laughs> and so they had like Barney rubble on the front of them and you just pulled out candy cigarettes and they tasted horrible. And I don't know why. Even in the 90s, we were like, here yeah. are candy cigarettes. Let's glamorize um, smoking. We, I remember those because the boxes even looked like yeah. cam- like they had like the camel cigarettes and like, yeah, they had the the they, lucky kind. The yeah. lucky ones. They looked legit. We used to always get them from the Dollar Tree. So yeah. I loved candy cigarettes when I was little and now <laughs> I'm like, ooh. Well, and like my grandpa told me like, because he used to work for the American Cancer Society, a lot of that kind of stuff was backed by the big tobacco companies. To normalize like cigarettes and like like the big league chew gum also, like that's to normalize like tobacco, like pulling out the oh, tobacco, chewing tobacco. chewing tobacco and putting it in your mouth like that. Ah, um, and like I never the bubble tape. Oh wow! And the bubble tape because it's interesting. In the, the round thing normalizes you having the the dip can in your back pocket. Do y'all know um those six sixlets? Love sixlets. It's just like a yeah. Those are my favorite. Yeah, I don't know what that is. You don't know what a, we can buy them at Hobby Lobby in the wedding um, section. The, it's just like a how do you chocolate with like a hard um shell It's like a cheap M and M, kind of. Okay. It's like a softer M M&M and M, and it's they're really cheap and easy. Like like I don't yeah. know, they're just a lot cheaper than M and M's. They don't taste as good, and it's not quite the same mm-hmm. like consistency. A lot of people at weddings, when I was looking up candy buffets, like would fill up jars with like sixlets with their wedding colors because it's easy to find them. Because literally, you can go to Hoppy Lobby and buy a giant jar of sixlets and like like giant any flags. color you could possibly think yeah. of. 
And so they'd be like, oh, my candy buffet has sixlets. And I'm like, you are so cheap. You and your sixlets. But they're so they tasty. They are. I like them. I'm not going to lie. I do like them. So. Yeah. You need, you need to taste some, Ben. We'll they're, go to the Hobbs Logs. I'm going to have to. We'll get some black candles and we'll get some sixlets. We'll get black sixlets. Do you think Sounds Hobby good. Lobby would appreciate that not only did they supply everything for a gay wedding, but that now they're going to supply everything for a dumb supper so we can talk to our spirits? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think they would feel about that? By the way, we are not sponsored by Hobby Lobby, and I do not like agree with the things that they stand for, but they do have some good crafts. So if Michael's was better, we'd be at Michael's. I do have a Halloween story that I totally forgot about when I got in trouble from the police when I was in high school. What did you do? Oh, the police? Um, my, did you go to jail? No, we didn't go to jail. We just got a stern talking to and we left. My best friend and I and her older sister, we were too old to trick or treat. And we're like, we want to do something spooky on Halloween. So where we lived outside of Houston, there's an older town that's got has this old graveyard in it. And there was always like a rumor growing. You know this one? Yeah. There was always a rumor that there was a witch's grave in this really old graveyard. And if you read it, like there would be a curse upon you or whatever. And it used to have like this orb. There actually was a real thing. And it used to have like this orb above it. And we wanted to go find the graveyard. And we searched and we drove and and it was Halloween night and we were driving around in this like country roads looking for a graveyard and we found one. So we pulled on in and we're driving her mom's like white minivan at the time. So we're definitely really cool. Right. So we pull into the graveyard and it's just like, like you enter and it's just like a loop. That was it. Like one circle loop. And we parked the car and we had our flashlights and we started walking around the graveyard looking for this witch's grave. And then I don't know, like five minutes after we got out of the car, we saw these two like or these huge like beams of light, like like a car driving into the cemetery, like like they had followed us. And we freaked out because we were like, oh, this is when we're going to die because someone's going to kill us. So we like ran back to the like minivan trying to get inside. And then her sister couldn't unlock the door and she was like fumbling the keys. And it was, you know, like, I can't unlock the door. And then the car got closer to us and it was a freaking cop car and he was like what are y'all doing we're like we're looking for a grave and he's like you can't be in here after dark and we're like but the gate was open and he was like it's illegal to be in a cemetery after dark and we're like well we didn't Mm -hmm. know we're only in high school we didn't know it it is is. Mm -hmm. and so i didn't know that either that's a new one to me so he was like y'all need to leave and get out of here and we were like okay so then we left and we never went back and we never found the witch's grave because we were in the wrong graveyard um but the witch's grave did exist for the longest time and then they actually had to remove the orb from it because people were like vandalizing it and because everyone would go look for it because they were stupid like us so that's the story of katie getting in trouble with the police on halloween night looking for a witch's grave (sighs) yep what old times Oh, I had a run in with the police one time on Halloween. Oh, no. It was weird because it was like I was in it was in high school. One of my friends and I went around and were like went to go visit another friend's house. And they were, well, smoking the mayor, Joanna. And we came, came home and told my mom and there happened to be one of our one of my mom's friends there whose husband was a cop. And I guess she told her husband that this was happening because then he came and questioned us. <laughs> about it happening and where it was and stuff like that and then he apparently went to their house and i was like mm. and my mom Bad. was like i'm no. so sorry i didn't know that would happen and i was like you got everyone in trouble well we didn't meet we literally just told like no one was there when we said but it was still like yes it is illegal in texas to do that but we were still like they weren't hurting anyone they were literally just there existing like they weren't outside they were literally in their house also you know what i mean small town yeah <laughs> so anyway that was my run-in there's a cemetery not too far from my apartment maybe i could go like snooping around well, walk around at night usually <laughs> usually they're locked up at night so you mm-hmm. can't even get in i'll climb the fence um, <laughs> i also one time was in san marcus when my car broke down and 
the only place that I could get my car to safely was the cemetery in San Marcos. And I had to sit there in the dark with my car <laughs> Man, parked that was at the cemetery until the tow truck came to get it until Megan came oh to pick me goodness. up. That was terrible. I beat the tow truck, right? I think so. Yeah. The tow truck got there shortly after you, but I was just sitting there in the dark at the cemetery like, oh my God, I'm going to die. But it was creepy. It was creepy. But Ben and I also used to go hunting for Pokemon. We did. At the cemetery? Because they had lots of Pokestops. <laughs> we did. <laughs> the cemetery. <laughs> they had lots of Pokestops. And that's where I met Nacho for the first time. Oh, I forgot about Nacho. There's a deer named Nacho in San Marcos. That's but, funny. Yeah. And every yeah. single time I see a deer now, I'm like, it's Nacho. So True. now that we have talked about Nacho the deer, maybe this is a good time <laughs> to wrap up. So thanks for listening, everyone. We do have a Patreon if you want to show your support and help us keep this podcast thing going. There are four tiers that all include access to our Discord and a shout out on the podcast like you heard earlier and in the credits of our YouTube video. After the podcast, we chit chat about the next episode and more, which we release to the supporters that choose the Captain Knight or Settlers tiers. The Captain and Knights tiers can also listen to our show live when we record it. Again, thanks to our patrons. And to hear the after show or previous after shows, go to patreon.com slash pod and become at least a settler. Remember, you can also buy us our favorite drink, a cup of coffee, if you don't want a monthly subscription at ko-fi.com slash pod. Thanks for listening and make sure to like, heart, star, favorite, and leave us a review wherever you can. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Settlers of Catan even, or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CatanPod. Now, let's go around this virtual table and talk about where you can find us. Katie, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Katie11318. And Ben. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at bfelts 91 on my website at BenjaminFelts.com. Or dressed up as Dolly Parton, digging out candy cigarettes from the trunk of a stranger's car. Ben <laughs> is super duper talented and made our music for the podcast. So if you have any musical needs or podcast needs, please contact him and he will definitely be able to help you out. And Jasmine, where can we find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter at underscore Snoop Jazzy Jazz and on Instagram at Princess Jasmine14. CJ, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at CJ. And finally, you can find me at Megan Wilson underscore on Twitter and the Instagrams. It's linked in the show notes as with everyone else's. Thanks again. And we'll be back soon with more Catan and conversation. See ya. Bye. 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 Happy Halloween.